Hello, hello, hello. These are your hosts, Atit and Tapan, and this is Cold Brew Money. We are talking about money because your friends and family won't. Hi, Atit. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am tired. Yeah. Year end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Year end auditing. Uh, it's never fun, but mm. uh, getting through it. It's better than New York, at least. So. Mm. <laughs> Seeing what you call silver lining, uh, yeah. And in other news, lockdown, like uh, in London, has been extended. So it's like London is back on tier three. Okay. So basically, when I moved, it was tier two. Then they pushed it to tier three, which is stricter lockdown. Then they put a complete lockdown. Then they removed the lockdown, put it on tier two, and now we are back on tier three. <laughs> like, do yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> so confusing like I, at this point i have no idea what's the lockdown i am just not leaving my house it's fine <laughs> yeah that's a safe strategy yeah exactly but they were going to open for like the christmas and stuff right so is that still going to happen like next day so that's what so the lockdown opened mm-hmm. on 2nd december and then by 12 december the case skyrocketed oh. so they realized like the cases are increasing significantly like quickly so they put a third like, like a stricter lockdown now in london mm-hmm. um because as soon as they opened the lockdown like on december 5th 4th i don't know the date but everyone was outside like people were bumping into each other like all the streets were full it was crazy yeah hopefully we are we are done with this soon <laughs> we were supposed to be done in 21 days remember that <laughs> yeah i think the when uh, narendra modi had something that he was going to announce on August 15th or something right 15th right yeah <laughs> like that seems like a such a distant past like i remember that market like thali bajao and like oh, yes. jalao and, and all such oh my god <laughs> it feels like that happened like 5 years ago at this point yeah uh cool enough of ranting let's start with the episode but as always before we begin the episode if you like cold brew money hit the subscribe button you can give us a five star rating on apple podcast maybe follow us on instagram twitter uh, it helps us a lot to understand who was listening to us how many people are listening to us and what kind of content we should be pushing moving on today we are continuing our discussion around passive income passive investing uh, last week we touched upon passive investing what is passive investing why should beginners do it like how can you get started what are the benefits of passive investing like what should you be careful about and all that stuff but today we will get into the meat of it basically discussing what are some of the rules and what is my passive portfolio and at the same time what is atit's passive portfolio because we both like invest passively so we want to share our uh, strategies uh, even though we are not like you know we are not what's the word atit i'm losing financial right? expert or yeah exactly we are not experts but we we have read quite a bit about passive investing i would say and we have some knowledge so we just wanted to share what our strategy is and if you like it maybe talk to us and see if it applies to you as well yeah and um, if you have like a better uh, you know portfolio do share it with us if you have any comments yeah. on how we can improve our portfolio we're all ears Oh yeah, definitely. Hundred percent. We are always trying to learn something new. So 
let's get started so how do you start uh, passive investing right so in order to start doing that there are some basic rules that you need to keep in mind first and foremost like the most important you'll only invest money which you don't need in a short period of time because the way passive investing works and we touched upon it in the previous episode it's about compounding and time in the market so you'll need a significant chunk of time before you start seeing good returns on the money so you you cannot like plan on removing your money in like two months or like it is then my double kind of a thing it won't work uh so put the money that you don't need in a short time span in like your index funds hmm. yeah um, and like the short time span is around at least 3 years that is what i think is a you know Yeah, if you need the money, right. just don't put it in the market. Does doesn't matter if you're doing passively or actively. So, yeah. Yeah, right. fair. And and right, right, five right. years, I would say, like, uh, you know, just make sure like you're comfortable not using that money that you're investing uh, for at least five years. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, for value investing as well, like you're investing in a company. So, fair. That's a good point. Yeah. Then the second one, you won't panic due to short-term cycles. If there is a privacy issue and you think all the tech stocks are going down, you're not panicking because you believe in that sector. That's why you've invested in the first place. If there is a presidential change in the US, you're not panicking and removing your money. Those are like short-term cycles, so just you just have to surf it out. I think. And the third one uh, is dollar-cost averaging. you know put a set amount aside that uh, you will invest in the index fund you're not buying per share but you're buying per dollars and do it for ev- every month you could set it like every week also uh, some amount if you get a big bonus part of it can go into that lump sum as well you know uh, so you do dollar cost averaging and if you get a bonus you can add on to it you add uh, your bonus to that sum um, and this way like you're investing when the market is down or, or you're also investing when the market is up you're basically not looking at it you set it and forget it cool yeah. so like how do you how do you start with passive investing vanguard is the magic word we talked about jack bogle uh, in last episode jack he invented basically how index what are index funds and how do they function and vanguard is the name of the company i invest in vanguard again atit i think i saw your portfolio just a quick glance i think you have come share like funds from different like other companies as well yeah i don't have like a you know one one company that i buy funds from it's basically all over splattering of Mm, you know, yeah maybe yeah i'll be able to learn from that like i have never like uh, dabbled into a different company so maybe yeah but i mean the beauty of passive investing is that it doesn't really matter because both right. every everyone offers the same thing like under the hood uh, it's it's basically the same company same mix there are there's hardly any difference so the reason that i have different uh, uh, you know funds from different companies is because that was the etf that was available on the platform or it was platform. the first etf that i got into and then i compared like the expense ratio and other stuff that we will talk about uh, in just a few minutes um, right. but yeah, i compared that and the, the there was not a big difference so i might as well just buy whichever came that i came across first or whichever was available on the my broker's platform Right. <clears throat> okay. 
cool moving on so index funds index funds are then divided into categories uh, we discussed this previously and i'll talk through about like vanguard and how it is set up in uk but i know there are other kinds of index funds as well so the first one being equity funds those are like index funds that matches uh basically the stock equity right it could be divided by location sectors companies then the next one is the bond asset type which is the government or corporate bonds providing a fixed rate for a short or long term and then the third one and i guess like most of you all would have heard about it but wouldn't know it, it it's the blend, blended fund and i think most of the companies do this as an option for a 401k where they give you a life strategy 2050 or a life strategy 2040 meaning if you want to retire in 2050 use the fund that you need and then they balance the fund like the company from whom you purchase the fund they balance it on your behalf you don't have to do anything uh right at the like on 401k right they usually do the life strategy one i know that i had uh like i think it was called retirement 2050 or something like that yeah it depends on your uh, employers what options they right. provide but yes there are like those strategies where you don't have to worry about asset allocation or you don't have to worry about how much should you invest in equity or how much you should you invest in bonds you just invest in that fund and the fund manager will rebalance uh, as you to make and it will make sure that uh, by 2050 you have like a, a retirement portfolio which is right. you know, not very risky which doesn't have a lot of allocation and risky assets right and then like there are other types of asset index funds as well like there is the bitcoin etf i've seen that real estate uh, etfs those are there as well i personally haven't invested in them and i don't think so vanguard like in uk does not provide that and there is gold index as well so that's there as well yeah so these are like the main asset types right like equity yeah. bonds uh, real estate um, yeah. gold and bitcoin yeah perfect cool now let's let's talk about my process like what do i do what's my portfolio and what are the funds that i've chosen atith if you have questions please don't ask me because i have no idea <laughs> what i'm doing <laughs> cool. so first of all uh, the first one like i have a as we talked in the previous episodes i set a budget and i decided this is the set amount of money that i'm going to save and after that i decided how much money i can spend so i have a savings goal so every month that fixed amount goes to my vanguard account it just gets deposited there and i have selected certain funds into which those that amount gets divided i'll talk about the funds later so if there are five like if i'm investing 500 pounds then and if i have selected five uh, index funds then 100 pounds per month per fund that's what happens then plus if i get any bonuses presents um any other kind of money then that also goes to vanguard i tend to not uh, spend that money as soon as i get the bonus i just put it in the vanguard account um and then currently i am on a challenge what i'm doing is every week that i am not eating from outside whatever money i'm saving i am putting it in vanguard as well <laughs> so, so that's look, my current you have challenge. like you have like a set budget that you 
uh, have for yes. out and if you don't eat out yeah basically yeah so i have a set budget of what 300 pounds or something like that mm-hmm. and if i so if i divided by weeks four weeks or five weeks so 60 pounds or less so per week on eating out so if i don't spend that then i can put it in vanguard uh, and vanguard has this thing where you can like put it put the money in vanguard keep it in their cash uh, account and then when you feel like investing you can invest it so like once i have a good sum of amount i just like i think it's 150 pounds stored in vanguard cash account i just move it to my funds mm, okay the next step uh, so this is how i save money this is how i scheduled it the next step is how did i decide my portfolio this is the standard method you divide uh, your age from 100 what i did was i divided my age from 110 because i think i can take a lot more risk right now so i have like around 80 percent in equity and then 20 percent in bonds so that's my portfolio uh i haven't invested in gold or anything not even real estate which i should uh again looking at atit's portfolio like it is giving me motivation at this point <laughs> Then the next one, I researched the fund. So I've decided, okay, 80% in equity and I am investing through Vanguard. So I need, I look at all the funds that are available uh, in Vanguard for that equity. And then uh, I research using this website called Morningstar. It's in the link is in the description that shows you the rating of the index funds, what kind of uh, uh, companies are in it. it literally gives you all the companies that are in the fund so you know what you are investing in it's not just blindly going into it so i still i have s&p 500 in my uh, portfolio so i can see like apple is there tesla is there so i'm basically investing in all of them and like it gives you a lot more detail in terms of like what was the previous year's growth and how much return it's giving what's the yield rate and stuff like that um so that's how i do my research and then once i've selected the funds then again as i said i just schedule a fixed amount every month and uh, do, do you do it like every month like on the first of the month or do you do it like uh, every week so it's uh every month second i am planning to divide it further i think i am going to start doing it first week of uh the month Mm. and midway during the month like i want to divide it into two okay so like the first week of the month and the third week of the month yeah okay yeah Uh, that's the plan i've been thinking about it i haven't done anything but let's see and and what do you do when you uh, let's say like when you uh, add to that cash uh, in the account right vanguard account when do you invest cash extra cash in the next cycle yeah in the next cycle yeah and you divided equally uh, um, among all your funds or do you uh, have it divide equally no right now i'm trying to re like not rebalance but right now i'm trying to um because i just like started creating my portfolio again after i moved to the uk so i want to like focus more on the stock side so i'm right now like investing all in us equity stock and then i'll rebalance towards bonds yeah like sometimes i get confused with this as well right like uh sometimes i feel like for now the uk market is very nice to invest because it's like it's trending downwards so like i i have i'm so like you know i'm tempted to like put all the cash money right. in uk instead of us yeah 
right but at the same time i have a portfolio and i want to stick to it so right. like i'm just dividing as it should be yeah like passive investing is mostly about discipline trusting the process right yeah i haven't been like checking my account but like uh, recently because every week because of that challenge right uh, where i'm saving every yeah. week at least trying to save every week um that way i'm logging in more to my vanguard account and like i keep getting a look of what's happening but then at the same time i'm not like doing anything about it. it's just like there right so yeah but like it's really tempting every time you log in yeah, like yeah. because you have that cash right sitting in vanguard and you see those graphs that oh it's going downwards like i should go in right now it's it's very interesting yeah. um cool moving to the funds that i have selected so the first fund is um, as i said us equity fund uh, currently i have the all us index accumulation fund uh, so there are two types of fund accumulation and then the other one was income fund uh, i can touch upon it later but uh, i i invest only in accumulation fund accumulation fund means whatever money you get uh, in terms of dividends or capital gains those are reinvested in the fund and income funds means those will be paid to you like monthly or quarterly whenever the dividends are paid out so if you are using passive investing as a source of uh, income then maybe you might want to go for the income funds but i don't want to so i just use the accumulation funds yeah um, and that's that's like the general uh, advice also like right. in who are working in the early you know uh, professional career should go to accumulate or reinvest their dividends rather than uh, cash out those dividends so those are good for retirees or people uh, who have already retired exactly because compounding you'll right. earn money on the reinvestment as well so keep that in mind uh yeah going back to the funds i have the us equity all us index uh, accumulation fund i am planning on moving towards s&p 500 but while selecting the fund like from vanguard the us equity all us index had a better rating in morning star and it was like more recommended so i just went with it the other one it also had a better uh, what do you called capital gain uh then the other one i have it's the futsi uk all share index again uh futsi is the financial times stock exchange which is the london index uh, uh it uh, again i went for the uh, all uk shares because it, uh, it has a high yield it was gold rated and the best part about uh, the uk market which i didn't realize it does not have a uh, capital gain as high as the us market but they give so much dividends here like it's crazy like the yield is around 5% 6% oh, which really? is higher than yeah which is higher than any any index i've ever seen so that's why mm-hmm. i i did not know about this until i moved here mm-hmm. um the next one is futsi developed world x uk equity index fund so this is all the developed countries minus the uk fund hmm. uh, because i've already invested in the uk index and i wanted to 
invest in other developed countries so i in this share i have like uh, what do you call japan and then uh, not shared in this index one i have japan russia i think and then some north america canada i think it's there uh, european countries are in this and it has a very low fee which i liked and that way my risk is also diversified and then the last fund i have which is the 20% of my portfolio it's the global bond index fund uh this is the corporate and government bonds so this is the 20% and then the 80% one the the uk all share us uh all share and then developed ex uk so those were the three which made 80% of my portfolio so i just divide in the in four funds uh i just wanted to keep it simple but uh, i might complicate it later just like atit again motivated <laughs> from atit no i have to simplify it has become uh, pretty complicated and redundant uh, but yeah i have to sit down and um, do some gardening to my portfolio passive portfolio Nice. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh, this is good. Let me ask you this question. Uh, like, so what is your aim for the passive portfolio? Are you trying to uh, match the market, like uh, get more than inflation, get more than the savings rate? Uh, what double yeah. like yeah. What, what, what's what's your end goal? So get more than savings rate. uh and end goal is not just to let like my money sit in a bank account. So let rather like. let it increase so that like my value of my money increases with inflation so mm-hmm. that's the goal basically yeah i think that's a good goal to have and that's also my goal with my passive uh, investment where i am not trying to generate any extra income or trying to you know um, increase my capital by a lot i just want to preserve uh, the capital that um, uh, is there in the passive portfolio and making sure that it is little more than uh, the inflation and the savings rate which is not very difficult to do uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i started out with like when i built the passive portfolio initially in 2016 uh late 2016 that that was my goal where i just want to make sure i'm getting more than uh the the bank account that that is giving me interest rate and uh at the same time i when i want that money in case like I don't want it for the three or five years, but in case I have to tap into it, just want to make sure it's not down like twenty percent or ten percent, right? So I want to minimize the downside and the upside. I'm not looking to have like double beating the market by like a lot. Just want to match the market, get more than inflation, and preserve the downside. So that was my my goal for uh, passive uh, in uh, portfolio, and that is why uh, you know when we get into my. funds uh, you'll you'll see that like it is kind of on the conservative side hmm so let's get into it why are we waiting but before we do uh, but before we do i just wanted to ask like hi how often do you uh, because you said like it shouldn't be down like 20% right so like yeah. how often do you reallocate rebalance right portfolio Yeah, that's a great question, and um, I have not been doing rebalancing as much as I would like to, uh, because I mean, it's I, I feel it's a relatively smaller, uh, you know, like once it becomes like a really huge portfolio, you, you should rebalance. But even if I rebalance now, it won't matter as much. Hmm. But yeah, uh, I think a good goal is 
to rebalance during the like that's what i do is twice a year and i keep to anchor it in the year i use independence day us independence day which is 4th of july and mm. uh, my birthday which is 6th of december which is like you know it's right there are like 6 months a difference between the two mm. by 6 months so and if you're in india a good metric is um, like independence day which is 15th august and uh, republican day which is 26 january so <laughs> you can oh, sit yeah, down look right. at your portfolio what funds are doing good what funds are doing bad uh, rebalance it if if you think the you have a huge exposure to equity trim that down sell some of the shares buy a bond or if you want to buy gold like you you should do between these two and i would say like even for your youth you don't you sh- you could just do once a year is also fine let's let's start let's understand your process atit i'm excited yeah. uh, it's not anything crazy but yeah so like i think it is in rich dad poor dad or i don't remember but it's basically pay yourself first right that principle yeah. where uh, i have a, a my credit card bill that i have to pay all of that bills but i have a set amount that i uh, transfer money into before i pay off my credit card bills right so mm. uh, and i make sure that i will have excess amount even after i pay off credit card bills and all of those transaction has happened there will be some amount left uh, over right so the first thing that i do is i transfer out all the money from the my paycheck into all the different accounts like maybe transfer it to robinhood which is my active mm. uh, my portfolio transfer it to stash which is where i maintain passive portfolio and transfer it to india also some some money um so that is all automated like as soon as it comes into the bank account uh, it just goes out right so i don't even see it there i mean it's there for like couple of days because mm. settling takes time uh, but yeah uh it it won't remain for more longer than a week and once once that is there i'll have some amount left in the bank account which then i will pay off my credit card bills uh mm-hmm. with and then again there will be some if there is some left over i transfer it to my active portfolio i you transfer it to your uh, passive one but i like to transfer that one to the active one active um, mm-hmm. yeah and any bonuses or anything any you know uh any diwali gift or anything some money that i get is all transferred to the active portfolio as well x week x week rupees yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what i do um and then uh, how i decided on my portfolio right so um i i like i think i have mentioned it in the first episode as well like i started my financial journey with tony robbins's book money master the game and uh, in that like he mentions this all weather portfolio which is developed by ray dalio and he ray dalio so um this could be a separate episode by itself but he's done a lot of work on how should your portfolio look like right and what kind of uh, percentages should you allocate in all the assets types that we mentioned like uh, equity bonds gold mm. real estate uh, and maybe bitcoin so how sh- uh, what percentage should you allocate right so all of that he's done a lot of work and he came up with this this portfolio right and uh, and in that book he he discloses it it was a secret for a very long time and now he's like okay fine i think it doesn't matter even if it is out in the public it doesn't really matter and it has who discloses it, tony robbins or ray dalio ray dalio uh, discloses it to tony robbins and allows him to publish it in his in his book oh, and now okay. he has it on his website and everywhere so 
yeah um and and this portfolio is supposed to uh, be fine even in uh, you know bad times when things are when there's a recession or depression and uh, in good times when it's uh, you know everything is good like right now um uh, Okay. when all the markets are up right uh, that is why it's called the all weather portfolio and basically mm. it uh, includes 30% in total stock market 40% mm. in long term bonds 15% in intermediate bonds 7.5% in uh, commodities and 7.5% in gold right so this is his uh, percentage allocation that he arrived to after running a bunch of numbers and this is uh, supposed to perform like very low uh, volatility uh, and it will that that's what my it, it definitely checked all the goals that i had with my passive portfolio right where i want to preserve the capital grow it more than inflation and maybe match the market at the same time i don't want it to go down by a lot right so this is what it does exactly that so uh, i followed that for like 3 years and uh, it has performed you know very well um, like it's it's not like crazy uh, nothing like those nothing like tesla <laughs> but uh, it has done relatively well and even during like in 2018 february there was a huge crash uh, and in december of 2018 there was another crash and then uh, march 20 20 was another big crash right 20 more than 15% crashes right mm-hmm. and all of these crashes the portfolio didn't go like it wasn't negative it didn't go uh, negative right that, that was the best thing like if i wanted my money uh, i didn't lose anything there obviously very short uh, time like 3 years is nothing but still it, it was able to weather out that volatility so i would recommend anyone who's who wants a conservative portfolio to follow these um but then in 2020 i added few more things into my passive portfolio so like the international country etfs uh, because mm-hmm. all of these was like us uh, total stock market is uh, has some some uh, companies outside us but still like it was very us focused like all the bonds and commodities and everything was like us focused so i wanted to add some international exposure diversify across geography so i added mm. that uh, i started doing fd in indian bank account um, just to add more uh, safety uh, to the whole portfolio passive portfolio and then uh, at would to offset that safety i uh, added bitcoin <laughs> still bitcoin yeah <laughs> so um yeah that's what i have now i have those all weather portfolio along with uh, international etfs uh, country etf and indian fd bank account mm. and then bitcoin that's interesting yeah like i like you literally i can see 55% as in bonds yeah, yeah. 7.7 in commodities that's like very low risk i feel it is very like for me at least yeah right but if you look at the last 3 years right bonds have performed as much uh, as stocks because like the the yields are negative right that people are saying like the real yields are negative it's like hardly low yielding right why is it low yielding why you're not getting interest coupons on that bonds because the price of the bonds has gone up and when you hold bond you're getting the coupons obviously you're getting that interest rate but you're also uh, getting the in a price appreciation so like stock bonds also can go up it doesn't go up as fast as stock but it goes up um, as well so yeah that's why it has uh, performed as much as well as stocks in the last 3 years at least 
Hmm, interesting. I'll, I'll take a look. Read yeah. values, all weather portfolio. So, like, how do uh, so these these are the allocation, right? These are the asset classes that I want to invest in. Now, how what instruments should I use to invest in? Should I buy ETFs? Should I buy uh, mutual funds? What should I do, right, to build that portfolio? Was my next question after reading the book. So, what I did was uh, I I went with ETFs because I think they are tax efficient. They have very low management fees and all of that. And you mm. uh, the the financial uh, markets at least in the us are mature enough where you will get exposure to you will get etfs or basically anything sector wise location wise whatever you want you will get it right etfs for it with a very very reasonable expense ratio and just to clarify like for everyone the difference between uh, and atit correct me if i'm wrong like etf and then index like the your regular index fund is basically how you trade it right like etf you can trade it during the live market Yes, an index fund also. So it's like index fund ETF, right? SPY, for example, is an ETF yeah. which is which is which tags the index fund, the S and P five hundred index fund, right? The, when the market goes up, you can trade SPY uh, whenever you want, like just like any stock. Mutual funds are the ones where you can only trade it during the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Like because I trade through Vanguard, I get uh, two options. One is like trade it as an ETF or trade it like at the end of the day. So right. I get the option there. Yeah. So ETFs are basically an instrument which is relatively new, uh, where you don't have to um, wait till the end of the day to buy or sell anything, which is usually what mutual funds. Uh, if you are buying like a mutual fund, uh, you have you can't do it in, in the middle of the day, right? Whereas right. ETFs, yeah. you can do it trade as any other stock. So cool. that's the beauty of ETF, and then there are also some tax benefits that ETFs provide, and mutual funds don't, and all of that. Um, but yeah, uh, so anyone who's starting out um, can safely use ETFs to build their passive portfolio. So for the total stock market, I chose IVV, which is iShares S and P 500, which gives all the 500 exposure to 500 stocks. Um, for long-term bonds, I used BLV, which is Vanguard long-term bond. Um, intermediate bonds, I used Vanguard intermediate uh, bonds, VGIT. For commodities, I used uh, iShares S and P commodity index, which is like the ticker for that is GSG. Uh, for gold, I used uh, S Spider Gold Shares GLD, and for international indexes, so I am investing in Japan, Turkey, Russia, Europe, and China. So I've I've bought like major indexes of all these five countries because I think they they are very low compared to their historic valuations. So mm. right now, if they are undervalued, all of these five countries, in my opinion. Um, and then I, uh, I also started investing in QQQ, which is like an ETF that includes like hundred of the largest international and domestic companies listed on Nasdaq stock exchange. So these are like uh, the next Facebooks, next uh, next biotech company, next big pharmaceutical company, next something which is very. It's a the the market cap for them. Right now is very low, but they can outperform. Like they can become huge. So it's little riskier than uh, SP uh, SPY or any of those uh, bigger index funds. But uh, mm. this, but I think it's good for anyone uh, who's just starting out their investment journey and have a long, uh, you know, earning years ahead of them. They can take on the risk. 
um and for indian fd i have like a account with hdfc uh, i have an nri account where i can open um fds with and i think right now the rates are like very low when i began it was like 7% or something and now it has come down to like 4% or something like that 4.5 yeah my mom was complaining yeah yeah but that is that is because the inflation is also not there right like you have to see both the sides the you're not getting interest but the inflation is also not there um at least it's not there according to the official measures right so mm. um and and i'm buying bitcoin through robinhood like i just buy monthly uh through robinhood yeah yeah it's so interesting how how do you research these like because some of them my qqq that's like brand new to me yeah yeah so um I have uh, written about QQQ on my blog before like why it is good for any gen xers or, uh, or you know young millennials to hold uh, because you know like the downside is not as high uh, and the upside could be very very high so it's 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 a very good uh, if you like risk you could hold QQQ instead of SPY it's a good substitute to SPY which is the US stock market index right um mm. yeah so i i got it through like how uh, howard linzen he is a uh, you know finance person on twitter and he also has like a daily blog and all and he was you know he started investing in that and he listed why you should do it and then we like okay let me let me also do some research and i liked it uh, i liked how it behaved and i've been investing it since like 6 7 months now uh, nice. not too bad again very very small period of time but the the thesis is good and aligns with my passive portfolio just looking at the funds like the amount of funds you have like reallocation will be so difficult yeah yeah exactly so what i what i'm thinking of doing it and i might not end up doing this is that i'll remove uh, like commodity and gold um stop that mm-hmm. uh because i have bitcoin and i think that is much more better than like gold so i'll just i won't sell it or anything i'll just stop investing investing new money in it um and, yeah and then also remove maybe like a intermediate term etf like the bond short term bonds or intermediate bonds so just have um, and increase it in the uh, the stock market like sp s&p 500 or qqq allocate whatever i was doing with gold and commodity to qqq um that way it'll be more hedged towards stocks than bonds or maybe like increase it in bitcoin <laughs> who knows <laughs> so that's what that's what i have to I have to think about like what what is my next step for the passive portfolio do i do i still want to have limited downside with uh, not a huge upside or do i want to make it a little more riskier more volat- uh, can i weather more volatility is the question that i have mm. to answer uh cool so let's bring this home like any tips for anyone who's getting started like a uh, yeah. simpler portfolio resources Yeah so this this was complicated right uh, but the, you could you don't it doesn't have to be um as long as you have some strategy that is total, that's it you need to have a strategy stick to it for along discipline is the key component but anyone who wants to start out wants to start building the portfolio i think this is a good good startup portfolio right it's called a golden butterfly okay where you invest in 20% in 
stock market uh, total stock market small cap value long term bonds short term bonds gold that is it you don't have to worry about any real estate bitcoin uh, fd uh, nothing like that you invest in total stock market with uh, vti uh, small cap value the ticker for that is sval long term bonds is blv short term bonds is istb and gold gld 20% flat 20% in all of them and that has also performed quite well in the long you know 20 30 year back testing so the golden butterfly you did you know man no 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 it's it's a very popular portfolio ah <laughs> uh, okay yeah. uh and then for resources i think i i started as i said like with boggle heads guide to investing it's um, uh it's what do you call a thank you book to jack boggle uh then vanguard the website also has good uh, resources on what are index funds and how should you invest start investing and then there is this youtube channel called our journey which is uh, the journey of a couple who just invested with uh, index funds and they retired at the age of 30 35 something like that mm. so that's a good uh, vlog kind of a thing and they talk about a lot of index funds and all that stuff as well so that's interesting and ati do you have your resources yeah like portfolio charts is one where if you like numbers uh, and visualizations they uh, you could see like how different portfolios have be- behaved differently um and so which uh, also has like this all weather portfolio from ray dalio and also this golden butterfly along with like the classic 60 40 uh portfolio so yeah that that is a great uh, site uh, and uh, money master the game the book uh, is, is still it still holds up so nice um all the resources will be linked uh in the description and if you have any recommendations or any changes that you think we should be making or if you learned anything in today's episode then please let us know but for now that was it from us this was passive investing and like our strategies what we are doing what our portfolio looks like what are the funds that we've invested and if you thought it was interesting please do reach out to us on twitter or instagram or you can email us on colbrew.money@gmail.com And if you like the podcast, please share it with your friends. Rate us on Apple Podcasts; it goes a long way. These are your hosts, Satish and Thapan, and this is Cold Brew Money. Bye.